This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane. It's Wednesday the 28th of February. In your Squiz today, a breakthrough in Bungonia, severe weather days ahead, falling out over the gender pay gap and a cool career choice. This is your Squiz today. Siobhan, after days of searching, New South Wales police say they're very confident that two bodies found at Bungonia, which is about 180 kilometres southwest of Sydney, are those of young couple Jesse Baird and Luke Davies. They were, of course, allegedly killed by police officer Beau Lamar Condon. Yes, Alice, police held a press conference to make that announcement very quickly after they discovered two bodies in surf bags at a second Bungonia property after a previous search at another location about 20 minutes away on Monday turned up nothing. Now, police will allege the 28-year-old acted alone in transporting the bodies from Baird's Paddington home to the original Bungonia farm before returning at a later time to move them to the second property, saying he is the sole person responsible for the murders of Luke and Jesse. That breakthrough came as homicide detectives re-interviewed Lamar Condon at Sydney's Silverwater Jail after he'd obtained legal counsel. And Police Commissioner Karen Webb gave a nod to the detectives working on the case for following up on what she said was many, many leads from the community. She also passed on her condolences to the couple's families and their friends and the LGBTIQ plus community. She said for them, each day and each hour was an agonising wait to find Jesse and Luke. Yeah, and there will be more information about exactly what happened to come as crime scene detectives began their forensic analysis at the property yesterday and a post-mortem will be conducted on the bodies. In the meantime, police say arrangements have been made for members of the Baird and Davies families to visit the area where they were found. Mm. Now, you mentioned Community Alice and this crime has shaken both the broader community as well as the LGBTIQ plus community. Yeah, so Webb says that she's met with Sydney Mardi Gras organisers to discuss a deal for plain-clothed police officers to march in the parade down Oxford Street on Saturday night. That comes after New South Wales police were disinvited by the organisers on Monday. Victorians will probably already be across this, Siobhan, but Premier Jacinta Allen has warned that today the state is facing one of the most dangerous days in recent years, with hot, dry and windy conditions expected. And when you say hot, Alice, you mean it because Mm -hmm. the mercury is forecast to push 40 degrees in some parts of the state. Preparations are well underway, though, after 30,000 people were urged to leave their homes in the fire risk zones yesterday, with half the state put under an 
extreme fire danger warning and catastrophic conditions flagged in the West. Now, it comes after bushfires sparked by extreme heat last weekend saw 900 firefighters respond to a massive blaze west of Ballarat, which destroyed at least six homes. And New South Wales won't get off lightly either. Temperatures there are forecast to rise tomorrow. The Bureau of Meteorology has also warned that Queensland, the Northern Territory and Western Oz could face heavy rain and severe thunderstorms for the rest of this week. Negotiations over a ceasefire in Gaza have been grinding on for weeks now in Qatar, but US President Joe Biden says he's hopeful one will begin next week. Yes, so he reckons we're close to a ceasefire, with representatives from Hamas and Israel said to be nearing an agreement on the release of the Israeli hostages. Others, though, are doubtful that there can be a lasting truce, while Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar remains bunkered down in southern Gaza. And while we're talking about global conflicts, Alice, French President Emmanuel Macron has refused to rule out sending ground troops into Ukraine. Macron says that while there's no consensus among European leaders about how to defuse the war, they have to ensure that Russia does not prevail. Those comments came after Sweden was finally given the tick of approval to join NATO. Its Nordic neighbour Finland recently did the same thing, giving up its long-held neutrality to counter Russian aggression. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. We mentioned the Workplace Gender Equality Agency report briefly yesterday, Siobhan, Mm. but there have been just a few reactions to it since it was released. The big headline out of it was that two-thirds of 5,000 big Aussie companies have a pay gap that favours men. Yeah, just a few reactions, all right. (laughs) That included Finance Minister Katie Gallagher, who was less than impressed with Liberal National Senator Matt Canavan. And that's because he called the report useless data that breeds resentment and division. But WGEA boss Mary Waldridge says it's not about equal pay. She says many companies have more men in higher positions earning the big bucks, while a lot of women end up in lower paid jobs and sectors. The other thing the report revealed was that it's not just businesses run by men that have a problem. Yeah, that's right. Many of the companies which are run by women and target female customers also posted a significant gap. And that includes activewear company Lorna Jane, which has a gap of around 36%. And if you're keen to find out how your company stacks up, I'll include a link in the episode notes today to an online tool that will help you figure out where you stand. If the cost of living crisis has you looking for a simpler life, Antarctica (laughs) might be an option. As long as you like the cold and aren't too fussed about modern conveniences like flushing toilets or running water. Alice, I'm all about (laughs) showers and central heating, so this one isn't for me. But a British charity is recruiting for several roles in what they are calling the challenge of a lifetime, which sounds pretty accurate. 
So the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust says only passionate adventurers need to apply, and they are not joking. One current employee said she had to put up tents blindfolded while wearing oven gloves during the interview process. I mean, just (laughs) what the... And if you get one of the jobs, you'll also have to live and work at a small base at Port Lockroy on Goudier Island, which is about the size of a football pitch. <laughs> the other downside is the near constant daylight. So you will get plenty of vitamin D by the sounds. <laughs> and if you're into nature, there's also plenty of whales and penguins. The charity CEO says that it's a unique opportunity to live in a landscape that makes you feel pure awe and wonder. Yeah, it sounds to me like you quite fancy this job, Alice. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do love the cold. (laughs) Yeah. Squeeze the day, Siobhan. What are you looking forward to today? Matildas. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned this earlier in the week, but their second Olympic qualifying match is on against Uzbekistan tonight. Last time they won 3-0, but I reckon they can do even better on home soil at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. And you can watch all the action when it kicks off at 8pm local time on Channel 10. Good call. And that's us done for today. We will be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.